Here we go. I just want to preach a message this morning. I just want to encourage us and, uh, and, and lift us up to a new level. Um, I just started on this message last Sunday night, but um, I don't normally do this, but I just felt God, uh, I felt God upon it, and I felt God really wanted to speak to the church afresh. So I thought I'll just touch on it again and just see if we can just take it a little bit further. And uh, this morning I want to about, talk about walking in the Spirit. So if you've got your Bibles with you, why don't we turn to uh, Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. And it says here, uh, So I say, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit is what, what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with, one, with each other, so that you do not do what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. And it goes in, in verse 24 to 26. Uh, for the, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. In verse 25, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step, or let us walk in the Spirit, and uh, let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying one another. Really, really important that we, um, uh, one of the most important things that we can learn to do in life is learn how to walk with the Spirit. And uh, so this morning we want to talk about uh, what, it's like, what it means to walk in the Spirit. What it means to walk in the Spirit. Uh, so Bible gives us a clear instruction that we need to be people that will walk in the Spirit. So what does it mean to walk in the Spirit? What does it mean to walk in the Spirit? I mean, I, I, mean, I think when you look at that subject as a whole, I mean, you could probably, we could do a whole seminar, just the whole thing of what it means to walking in the Spirit. And, and, uh, but, but this morning, I just want to keep it at a, at a level where you and I can actually practically apply it to our life every day. Uh, because walking in the Spirit is not, uh, it, it, it's not a weird thing. Sometimes people, uh, sometimes uh, People portray walking in the spirit as a uh, as something which is uh, it's way out there, and, and to be honest, it freaks people out. But actually, walking in the spirit is a very, very natural thing. Walking in the spirit is not a very freaky thing at all. Walking in the spirit is something very, very, very simple that every one of us, uh, whether we're saved or whether we're, whether we're unsaved, every person walks in the spirit to a certain extent. So, what does it, first of all, what does it mean to walk? We're going to walk. What is that? When it says walk in the spirit, what does that mean? What does it mean to walk? That means to move. Yeah, a little bit more than that. What does it mean to walk? We. Yeah, when you're walking, you what are you doing? You're basically taking one step. It, it, it's, a, it's, it's, it's taking one step after another. And so when you take one step after another, depending on where, those, where, you, where your body is positioned, it'll, it'll depend on where you, where you walk. So if you want to go this direction, you take steps this direction. If you want to go over here, you walk over here. Walking is, a, walking is basically, it's, it's, a, it's a series of steps which take you somewhere. So when it says walking, um, uh, walking in the Spirit, in, in this context, we're not just talking about uh, taking natural steps. We're talking about, there are, uh, so when we're talking about walking in the Spirit, we're talking about uh, taking steps. We're talking about going somewhere. We're talking about uh, a, a process. We're talking about a journey. So walking in the Spirit, is, is, it is actually a process. It's a, it's a, it's a growth uh, it, it's, a, it's a growth process that all of us are on. Walking in the Spirit. So walking is basically taking steps. What are, what are taking steps? When you take a step, what does that mean? You are making a decision. What happens is your brain will speak and give a signal, uh, and basically you make a decision to put the step, this foot forward, or you make a, a decision to go this way, or you make a decision to go that way. So when we're talking about walking, basically what we're talking about is making decisions and making choices. So everyone here has the capacity to choose. It's one of the uh, incredible things that God has given us, the, ch- the, the capacity to, to choose. So that's what's, I mean, that's what's different 
from you to an animal. Animals work by instincts. Animals often don't choose things. People have a gift of choice. God has given you the most precious, God has given us the most precious gift. That is the, that is the gift of free will, the gift of choice. Every person here has the gift of choice. Pastor Mike preached last Sunday about being a victim or a victor. Now, whether you are a victim or whether you are a victor is a choice. No one chooses that for you. You choose that. You choose whether you live your life as a victim. You choose your lo- whether you live your life as a victor. So when we're talking about walking, we're talking about our decisions. We're talking about the choices that we make. And so when we're talking about our decisions, our choices, basically where you are today is a result of the decisions that you have made. Where you are in life, where you are in your education, wherever you are, whatever facet you look at in your life, where you are in your life is a result, a direct result of decisions that you have made. Now, there may be many different influences around your life, but they are ultimately come down to decisions that you have made. Now, there are things in life that we can choose, but there are also things that we can't choose. We don't, can't choose our family. You can't choose our mum. You can't choose your dad. You can't choose the, the colour of your eyes. You can maybe choose the colour of your hair, but you can't choose... Uh, there's some things you can choose. There's some things you cannot choose. There are, like I said, there are, there are influences around our life, but ultimately you and I have the power of choice, and that power of choice will determine how our life walks out. See, for many of you, you have dreams inside of your heart. You want, you want your life to go a particular direction. That actually won't, your life will not get there unless you actually make some decisions. The Bible says in, in, in Proverbs, you see, a, a dream comes by much activity. A, a dream doesn't, it doesn't say a dream comes by a lot of dreaming. In other words, you've got to make some decisions. You've got to do some things. You've got to, uh, you've got to work some things out. So, so when we're talking about walking, we're, we're talking about making decisions. We're make, talking about making choices. And, those, and the result of those choices will determine what our life is like. So to walk means to live or to act or conduct ourselves in a particular way. And, also, and, and, and our, 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 our actions, our thoughts, our behaviors, the way we conduct ourselves ultimately determines what sort of lifestyle we live. What sort of lifestyle? What sort of style of life? Many people today want to have a, uh, you want a lifestyle of, of walking with God, but in order to have a lifestyle of walking with God, you've actually got to make some decisions. It just doesn't come just by wishing it would happen. We've got to make decisions. So some of you here today, uh, you've got dreams and desires and, and things, and you, you, man, you know that God wants to use you powerfully. But in order to do that, you've got to make some decisions. And it's not always the big decisions. I mean, there's probably a handful of big decisions that you and I face in life. But there are, most of our life is directed, it's made up by little decisions. It's about little decisions about what we allow into our thought life, what we allow into our heart, what sort of habits that we put into our life. Those are the things that will determine how our life walks out. So, we're, so when we're talking about walking, we're talking about uh, your life, we're talking about your lifestyle, we're talking about uh, how your life works out, we're talking about the decisions, the choices that you make. Amen? How many people making good choices? Yeah, yeah. Some of the th- one of the things we teach in the in the in the preschool there is that you um, you are empowered. These kids, you are empowered to choose. What you choose will determine uh, the consequences. Every choice has a consequence. Every choice has a result. Every choice will lead you somewhere. And if we keep making dumb choices, we'll have. We may love God, but if we make dumb choices, uh, <laughs> we'll have a uh, we'll have a broken lifestyle. We'll be poor. We'll be uh, have a broken family. We may love God and all that, but we'll. Our lifestyle will not reflect what we profess, what we believe. We've got to make sure that we make good choices. So this is one of the things that we teach in the preschool, is that every choice has a consequences. And are you making good choices or are you making bad choices? This is pretty simple, isn't it? 
But I think sometimes we just need to get realigned and we can get out there, out there, so far out there that actually we become way off. But so I'm, you know, I just sense that, I mean, God is speaking to me about this, I thought I'll just tell you anyway. So walking is about, making, about taking steps, one step after another. It's talking about making decisions and making choices and acting on those choices. Right? So when we're, when we're talking about walk in something, walking in the spirit, to walk in something means to walk in, uh, when we're talking about the word, word in, we're talking about uh, in unity or in, or in the new NIV version, it says to walk in step with. In other words, we're walking with an, in, in a partnership. We're walking together. There is, we're walking in unity. We're walking in relationship. We're not just walking by ourselves. The Bible said right at the beginning that it, God said it is not good for man to be alone, so I'll make a partner with him. So it is not good for you and I to walk our lives alone. So God makes partners for us. But also God also wants to, uh, his spirit also wants to walk with us. Let us walk in unity. You are made not to walk alone. You are made to, you are created, you and I are created to walk into partnership with, to walk in relationship with people, but also more importantly, created to walk in relationship with God. And so, but this is the choice that, this, this ultimately comes down to the whole issue of sin. The, the guts of sin is basically this. We live the life that we want to do, and we'll make our own choices, and I will, uh, I'm an individual. <laughs> I'm an individual, I, I do what I want to do, and if you don't like that, you can go and jump. Uh, so that ultimately, the, the guts of sin is, uh, when Adam sinned, it was, uh, basically, inside, I know best. God, I don't need you. I, I, know, I know best. I can work this thing out on my own. So the guts of sin is, is, is that, of, I believe, of, of individuality. Um, it's in the right context. But, so you see, God has called us to... See, when God first created man, there was a relationship there that, that, that Adam walked in the Spirit. And I believe that he walked, he had a relationship with God that man, I don't think that any of us have ever experienced before. But it is a place that you and I can, can work to. Uh, we're all, like I said, we're all in the process of, of walking together. We're, we're in the process of, of this journey of walking in a, in a relationship and getting to know God. And so Adam, I believe, walked in a, in a, in a relationship with God that... Um, absolutely incredible. There's many people in the Bible that walked uh, in a relationship. They walked in the spirit. They walked in a relationship, like Enoch, for example. The Bible says Enoch walked with God. One day he was there. One day he was not there. One day he, would, he just was not. He's just, he'd just been taken up by God. So you and I were created. You and I are made. You are, we're designed right from the start to walk in relationship, to walk in unity, to walk in partnership. And, the, and then it goes on to say here, um, um, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step, or let us walk with the Spirit. Let us walk in unity. Let's walk together. Let's, lay out, let's have our lives, our decisions. Let them be in partnership with somebody else. If you're married here today, that, that partnership should be your spouse. <laughs> if, uh, but if you're not, not just your spouse, but also with, with Christ Jesus, like the Bible says, a threefold cord is not easily broken. You walk as a partnership. You, your wife, and, your, and the Holy Ghost upon your life. When, there, when you walk in partnership with something, there's strength when you walk together. There's strength. There's incredible when you walk. When it's just the two of you, there is strength. When there's the three of you, there is a tremendous strength around your life. One of the first things that you could do to, to build a strength into your life is to build relationships with, first of all, God and also people. Now, this is very, very simple, but actually a, a lot of problems in society, a lot of problems in the church will be faced just, just to people built healthy relationships. It says here, let us, since we, uh, since we uh, uh, live by the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. And so, let us walk in the Spirit. So he was talking about, let us have a relationships. Let us make choices that are in relationship, that are in partnership with the Spirit. And when we talk about the Spirit, we're not just talking about the Spirit. We're talking about God's Holy Spirit. 
the Holy Ghost, man. It's not just, he is not just a, not just a spirit. We're talking about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit of God. Can you imagine what the Holy Spirit of God, and, and, you know, many people have, have so many different uh, um, concepts about what the Holy Spirit, some people think the Holy Spirit is like this, I don't know, this cloud, this mist. He's, he's like that at times, but he's, he's, he's not. He's a, he's a person. The Holy Spirit is a person. The, the Holy Spirit can manifest in different ways, but ultimately he's a person. Sometimes he is like a fire. You know, when the, uh, when, um, uh, when the Bible describes what, the, what Jesus looks like, he say, it says his eyes are like a flaming fire. It's like there's, something, there's an intensity about the Holy Ghost. There is something about him. So the Holy Spirit is not just a, uh, it's not just a figment of something, somebody's imagination. He's not just a cloud. He's not just a, a wind. Or, but he's like all those things. He's, 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 but he's more than that. He is a person that you and I can have a relationship with. The Bible says right back at the beginning, uh, God said, let us create man in our image. That means uh, the Holy Spirit was always there. The Holy Spirit was a vital part in, in the whole creation of the world. God said, let us. What is the us? The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is an incredibly, uh, he's, a, he's an incredibly powerful person. He's an incredibly awesome person. And one of the things that, um, that, that God one of the roles of the Holy Spirit is to walk with us, is to, um, uh, for his presence to come in and around our lives and for you and I to have a relationship with him. I know this is very, very simple, but this is it's something we've got to really keep a hold of our lives. And so the Bible says that he's part of creation. One of the things that uh, when you look in Genesis uh, in chapter 1, let's just have a, have a quick look there. Um, it's an incredible thing. One of the things that he, he did to man that he didn't do to any other person. Um, uh, somewhere in there. Oh, I'm not going to go on. But one of the things he found, he, God created man. He, see, the Bible says he, he created man out of the dust of the earth. So God made this pile of dust in the shape of a man. One thing he did was, what, what did he do? He breathed. What did he breathe? He breathed life. So that life. So, so man, instead of becoming just a, a pile of dust, instead of man just becoming a, a, a just being a, a pile of matter, the Bible says that God breathed into man, and man became a living being. So the Holy Spirit, when when right back at the beginning of creation, what was that breath of God that came in? The breath of God was the Holy Spirit. So God breathed. It's the Holy Spirit that brings life. So the Holy Spirit is, is an incredible, powerful, incredible, powerful being. He is somebody that you can have a relationship with. So, so, so let us, since we're born of the Spirit, let us uh, walk in the Spirit. Let us walk in relationship. Let us have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. The question is this. Um, if it's not the Holy Spirit, what is it that we're relating with? What is it that we're walking with? What is it that we're walking in? What spirit are you walking in if it's not the Holy Spirit? So the Holy Spirit is incredible, powerful. The Holy Spirit is, it was part of creation. He was one that breathed into man. He was one who empowered and motivated so many of the people in the Bible. You look at um, in Psalm 23 with, with David, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He restores my soul. He leads me. He leads me down the path of righteousness for his name's sake. So there was a recognition in David's life, one of the greatest men of the Bible, that there was a need to be led by the Holy Spirit. 
Even though he was a king, even though he was one of the, built one of the greatest kingdoms in the world, he, he still recognized the need that he needed to be led. He needed a partner to walk this life out. He leads me down the path of righteousness. It was not an independent walk. It was a, as a walk with a partnership with the Holy Spirit. He leads me down the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Um, um, they, yea, they will walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I won't fear not, no evil because I know that you're with me. So there was something about David's life that he walked in unity. He walked in partnership with the Holy Spirit, just like you. And this is the same Holy Spirit that is here in this place today. It's the same Holy Spirit. He is the same today as he was yesterday. He'll be the same tomorrow as he is today. He is the, this is the same Holy Spirit. It's the same Holy Spirit that empowered uh, Jesus Christ when he walked upon the face of the earth. So the same Spirit, the same Holy Ghost that, uh, that was with Jesus that, uh, that came upon his life when he got baptized, that is the same Holy Spirit that is here in this place. That is the same Holy Spirit that wants to walk with your life today. So the Bible says in Acts 10 that, that Jesus was anointed with the Holy Ghost and with power. And he, did a, and he walked upon the earth and he did good. He did good by casting out devils and, 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 and all these things and restoring people's lives. That was the power. That was the outworking. That was the nature of the Holy Spirit working through Jesus. I know we all know this, but it's like, I think we've got to get, uh, just, just be clear about who the Holy Spirit is again. He is the one that, um, that rose Jesus Christ from the dead. He is the same Holy Spirit that is in this place today. This, you know, we begin our Christian lives born of the Holy Spirit. The life that we live as a Christian uh, has to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. That was the, that's one of the main differences between uh, Christianity and, and religion. It was the same one of the things about Jesus Christ. was It wasn't just about good teaching. There was a, there was a power. There was a, there was a power flow through his life. He was empowered by the Holy Spirit. He was empowered by the Holy Ghost. So he, for us to live the Christian life, the life that God has called you and I to live, we must be empowered by the Holy Spirit. We must have him in our life. It's not just a whole bunch of good ideas. It's not just, um, just a whole bunch of good teaching. We've got to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. It's the same Holy Spirit who was empowered Jesus. The Holy Spirit also teaches us to pray. He guides us. He leads us. One of the things he, he in John 16, he, he talks about he guides us. Um, he also gives us access to the Father. One of the ways that we can come before God is through the provision of the Holy Spirit. One, another thing about the Holy Spirit, he is the foundation of the new covenant. The Bible talks about that. The church as we know it today, what, it was birthed out of what? It was birthed out of a move of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came into a, into a, into a room like this, and he came like, a, like the sound of a mighty wind, but it wasn't a wind. It, was a, it, was, it sounded like a wind, but it was a, it was a person. It was the presence. It was his presence invading the place. What do you know? The church as we know it today, uh, the, church, the New Covenant Church, where everyone is a minister of Christ, uh, was birthed. We, so the Holy Spirit is vital. He's the foundation of our, of our church today. And we are made righteous because, because of him. We will be raised from the dead by him. The Holy Spirit will raise us from the dead. He is the source of our life in God. And without the, without the Holy Ghost, friend, we have no life in God. I just want to talk about the Holy Spirit for a minute because he's incredibly powerful, man. He's, a, he's, a, he's an incredible person. For so many people, it's like when he touches your life, it's like something transforms over us. When he touches, when the Holy Ghost touches your life, I tell you, he can just, well, never be, you'll never be the same again. So since we are born of the Spirit, since we are made alive by the Spirit, let us therefore walk relationship. Let us walk in the Spirit. Let's, let, let's, our, let, let's our life, let's our, our, our choices uh, be in relationship, be in partnership 
with the Holy Spirit. Now, it doesn't really matter how, uh, how spiritual you may appear to be or it doesn't matter what role you may have in the church or anywhere like that. Having, learning to walk in the Spirit is a must-do for every believer, regardless of, of what you do in the church. It is a must-do. So we've got to be people that learn how to walk in the Spirit of God. So if you are not walking in the Spirit, like I said before, what Spirit are you walking in? What Spirit do we walk in? I like to, and most people are, oh, yeah, I walk in the Holy Spirit. Well, yeah. <laughs> what Spirit are we walking in? Why is it that... Um, why is it that so many people get depressed? Why is it that, that people struggle with fear? It's because it's a different spirit. Now, there are lots of different spirits that will come, but there is only one Holy Spirit. We're talking about the human spirit. There are, we're talking about demon spirits. Uh, there is a spirit that can come around. Uh, uh, it can come around a church. It can come around a person. It can come around, uh, uh, it can, it'll come around our community. It will come around our nation. The whole goal of a spirit is this, is to outwork its nature through you. And it's the same with the Holy Spirit. The, 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 um, the goal or the, the purpose of the Holy Spirit is not just to come into your life and to give you goosebumps. The, the, the purpose of the Spirit coming into your life is that there will be an outworking of the presence and the power of God in your life and to the community. That is the purpose. And the same, the same is for demon spirits as well. The demon spirits also want to come into a person and, and also manifest their work into, into the world that they live in as well. So when, you, so when you live your life, the question is this, what spirit, because every person is a spirit, it doesn't matter whether you're saved or not, everyone um, has the breath of God inside of it, everyone walks in the spirit to a certain extent. The question is, what spirit do we walk in? Mm. What spirit do we walk in? <laughs> what spirit or what spirits are we allowing to influence our lives. I mean, I know you're saved. I know that you're... But it's, we're not talking about that. We're talking about the choices that we make. And, and, and for, for a lot of us, sometimes we make dumb decisions. We do. What are we allowing to influence those steps that we make? What spirit or what spirits do we allow to uh, are manifesting in our lives? And we can say out of our mouth that we have... We're filled with the Holy Spirit, but there is, uh, when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, there is, and we'll talk about that another time, but there is evidence of spirits around your life. There, if I looked at your life and I, if I got into your presence, I could experience what spirits are around your life. When I go into a, uh, when I go into a nightclub, not that I go into nightclubs, Doug does, <laughs> to get some of you guys out of there. <laughs> But when you go into a place, you can feel a spirit. You can, you can see a man, some people, you can see the manifestation of, of, of the spirit of lust. You can see the manifestation. You can see the outworking of a spirit that is not of the Holy Spirit. So many people in our society today, there's a, there, there's a spirit that can come um, through our words. So when the, if, if you look, for example, there was, there was an article in the paper the other day about how much the media can influence the prices of housing. When, when people start to read, um, read negative stories, uh, wherever they hear it from, it can affect the whole climate, it can affect the whole atmosphere of a whole region. 
Now, that is not the Holy Spirit. When, when depression, when, when poverty starts to, uh, when fear, when apprehension starts to come upon a, a region or upon a person, I can tell you now, that is not the Holy Spirit. If it's not the Holy Spirit, what spirit is it? It's definitely not of God. For some people here today, even for myself, it's like, um, it's like, man, you look into your face, or you, you know, you, sometimes you, you, you look at a person's countenance and you can say, man, there is, either, man, you look either depressed or you look, you look closed in, you look, you know, what's manifesting around your life is, is, is not the Holy Spirit. So what spirit are you listening to? And so one of the things, like the Bible just says before, there's a, there's a constant battle in our lives that, we, that takes place between our, our flesh and our, and our soul and also in our spirit. So our flesh only wants to do what that wants to do, but the Spirit of God inside of us wants to lead us on to greater and better things. You want the Holy Spirit always knows best. Most of the time, and that's the problem with, so that's the problem where, uh, right back in the Garden of Eden, that um, man just thought he knew best. <laughs> I'll just live life my way. I'll make my decision, and and I want. Uh, that's the guts of it. So, what are you allowing to influence your life? What is it that's on your life? What is it that's speaking into your head? I mean, we can have our our, our human spirit speak to us, and we can have our human nature speak to us and, and guide our thoughts and guide our steps. We can have um, the spirit of of the world. We can have the spirit that that comes across the media when you read it in the paper, read it on the news, and brings fear and apprehension into your heart, or you can, uh, what spirit is speaking into your life? What spirit is manifesting inside of your life? See, when, when we, t- as I talked a little bit about last week, what is it so much about praise? Why do we put so much emphasis on praise? What's the difference between, uh, I mean, I was talking to somebody, and they said, oh, it's just a bunch of hype. I said, no, 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 no. it's not a bunch of hype. There's a difference between making a a, a noise and making a sound of praise. Quite a big difference. A noise is just that. A noise is just a noise. Praise is completely different. Praise is a a manifestation of an inward decision that you and I make to say we're not going to let whatever gets around, I don't care what the price of fuel is doing. I don't care what what spirits are uh, are projected across our community. I don't care, right? it doesn't matter, I, 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 I refuse to let these things come around my life. I refuse to let the, the atmosphere, the spiritual atmosphere of a victim or, or poor me or this or that, or I refuse to let it get around my spirit. So I make an internal decision that I know that despite what's going on around here, I know that my God has got his hand on everything. You look at when John, uh, John had been persecuted and John was uh, on the Isle of Patmos in Revelation 4. It says, he says, while I was in a place of, of, of persecution, while I'd been, uh, uh, he'd been left there to die and he was not in a good place, but he was in the spirit. And, the fir- and God took him into heaven. And the first thing he saw was that God was still on the throne. So friends, I've got to tell you today, it doesn't matter what projects across the newspaper. It doesn't matter what projects from OPEC or this or that or the interest rates or anything like that. It doesn't matter what, what, what they, uh, uh, that sort of stuff is projected. It doesn't matter because I know I'm not, I will not allow fear to get around my life. I will not allow depression to get around my life because you and I have the power of choice that we will either let that influence us or let the Holy Spirit of God within me um, manifest itself. So when so it, the thing about praise is this. Praise is an expression of a decision to stand in faith. 
Praise is, praise is an expression of faith. That is the difference about that. Pray, when you praise, when you, when you give him a shout of praise, it's, like, it's a declaration into the spirit world. It's like, God, my faith is in you. It doesn't matter what's going on around me. Man, my faith is in you because I know that you are, you are God. Come on, man. We've got to learn to walk with the Holy Spirit. Man, we've got to learn to walk in the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. So, what spirit are we walking in? Mm. Or spirits, plural. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, just like you know, walking in the spirit is like walking in the nature of the spirit. Walking in the spirit is, 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 is making decisions that your choice is, is, is reflecting upon the nature of the Holy Spirit. So Jesus, when he walked on this earth, yes, he still had a choice. When he was in the Garden of Gethsemane and he was, uh, it was nearly cross time, uh, he was sweating blood. Why was he sweating blood? Simple. He did not want to go to the cross. But he was compelled by the Holy Spirit. He made a decision. He still had a choice, and he made that decision. Uh, he was empowered by the Holy Spirit. Um, the thing about Jesus was this. It's like uh, the na- Jesus carried the nature. See, when the Holy Spirit came upon his life, he did just that. He came upon his life. When the Holy Spirit comes upon your life, he will do just that. The Holy Spirit will come upon your life. But you still have a choice to whether you walk and step with him or whether you fight him and do your own thing. So Jesus, he walked in the nature of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 20, verse 28, it talks about the, um, doesn't actually say it, but it's the disposition of the Messiah. Like Pastor Shane talked about, it was the, it was the driving force, it was the driving attitude, it was the driving thing that, that, that motivated Jesus' Christ, Jesus Christ's life on this, walk, on this earth. And it says that, he says, for the Son of Man did not come to be, uh, to, to, um, to be served, but to serve. So the whole guts of having the, of our Christian life, the whole, the whole the, the primary driver in us is that should be of that of a servant attitude. So if there is no servant attitude manifesting around our lives, I've got to wonder what spirit are you listening to? doesn't matter how, how loud you sing in church. doesn't matter how many times you clap your hands and jump in the air or tell me if, if, if we don't see, if there is no evidence of a servant attitude, it shows me that you're listening to a, there's a different spirit manifesting in your life because that is what was motivating Jesus, and that's the thing he said. I'm here to, not, to, not to be served, but to serve you. So one of the keys, one of the manifestations, one of the, the, um, uh, the attributes of, of having the Holy Ghost inside of us and walking in step with the Holy Spirit is that we have a servant attitude. Now, of course, I know you're good, you're good at serving, and it's fantastic. And... Uh, but you and I have a choice, just like Adam, to walk either by the Spirit or to walk out of our sinful nature. You have a choice. See, everyone here today will have, will have, have a struggle or being abused of some sort, whether it's that your mother never bought you the teddy bear that you wanted to... Yeah, okay, you're abused if mummy never... But every one of us, I mean, if you look at it, if you look at that, that whole thing, everyone has been abused to a certain extent. The, the, the question is... Are we going to be a victim or are we going to be a victor? Are we, we still have the power of choice. And even though uh, you're a Christian here today, many of us still struggle with the sinful nature in our lives, the sinful nature of selfishness, the sinful nature of pride, um, the thing that I just want to do what I want to do and I want everyone to serve me. These are all attributes that you and I, it doesn't matter how many, how many times we jump up, it's, it's an attitude that, that can be in our life. So you and I have a choice whether we can walk in the spirit like Adam or whether we walk out of our, our sinful nature. So for many of us, I mean, th- the thing is, is this. I struggle with rejection sometimes. I'm not perfect, funny enough. 
And see, neither are you. All of us, all of you here today, will have something that you are still struggling with inside. Whether it's rejection, whether it's fear, whether it's, I don't know, whatever, you know what it is. Whatever you're struggling with, you will, you will wage a war inside of your life. And you will have to decide every day whether you'll make decisions influenced by your spirit of rejection or your spirit of pride, or whether you'll make decisions uh, influenced by the Holy Spirit of God inside of your life. We all make those decisions every day. And it's those little decisions that we make will determine how our life lives. The reason I'm standing here today being able to preach to you is not because I'm, I'm any... I mean, I'm special. But it's not because I'm anything of greater value or anything like that. I mean, I struggle with fear and re- rejection probably more than any of you. The thing is, um, one of the things, that, the decisions that I've made is this. I will not let that thing rule in my life. I will not walk in partnership. I will not walk in agreement with the spirit of rejection. I will not walk in partnership with the spirit of fear. I'll day by day make a decision to walk in partnership with the Holy Spirit. And so that's what walking in the Spirit is. It is a journey. It is a process. And, and all of us are at different stages on there. And so the, deci- the thing that you've got to decide is um, what, spirit will you listen- what spirit will you follow? And they're always going to be that war. So it is actually a journey. It is, it is actually a process. Um, uh, it's part of salvation. You know, when, we, when you come and give your life to Jesus, there's three parts of salvation. You know, you're saved and you ask him into your life. Um, then there's the process of being saved. And walking, into, walking in the spirit, learning to walk in the spirit is just that. It's part of working out our salvation. It's simply that. It's nothing, uh, I mean, there's probably other different levels to it, but the most important thing for you and I is that we, you and I learn to walk out our salvation. And then there will become a day that we, we, where we will be saved, where Christ will come again, and you and I will stand before God and give an account of our lives. At that point, you will be saved. So, that, you know, there's three steps of salvation. Learning to walk in the Spirit is simply is, is that third step that we, we have the... We, um, we have the process of salvation working out in our life. It is a growth process. It is a journey. It is a building up relationship. You will not just all of a sudden just jump into that place and all of a sudden you're just walking in the Spirit just like Adam did. It's, it's unrealistic to think like that. It is a growth process, and it just happens by making the decision every day. Every day. It's just as simple as that. You'll, you'll decide. And, and, and like, what I'm saying here is that you, uh, like if you have these areas of rejection and stuff, uh, the amount of times that they influence your decisions and the amount of times that the Holy Spirit influences your decisions, is that as you, as, you, as you increase in your faith and, and trust and dependency on, in the Holy Spirit, the other stuff, that is, that is walking in the Spirit. That is working out your salvation. That is allowing more of God to come inside of your life. It's, just, it's as simple as that. And it, it, it has to be simple. Otherwise, I wouldn't understand it, man. It's simply becoming this. It's simply becoming, it's simply being and becoming. So it's a both and, uh, God conscious and yielding to Him. Simply becoming that. Learn to be conscious, being aware of the presence. So it doesn't matter whether you're saved here this morning or not. You know, when the Bible, like I said right from the start, that the Holy Spirit, when God created man, He breathed into man and man became a living being. So you, you've got to understand this: that God is closer to you than you than you can actually think. Most of us think that God is a long, long, long way away. No, 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 no. I know. No, he's right there, man. His presence is, can be in you. His presence can be on you. His presence can be around you. You are not very far away. In fact, he is closer to you than you think. It's whether you choose to listen to him 
whether you choose to listen to another spirit. So we have a choice. Walking in the spirit is also this. It's to remain in the spirit. It's a decision. Uh, No matter what is going on in us or what is going on around us. All of us will have stuff that goes, negative stuff that goes on around us. All of us will have things that we're dealing with, issues that we're dealing with inside. But walking in the spirit is to decide how we will live our life with, uh, Walking in the Spirit is to, is to make that decision that I'll put my trust in Christ. I'll put my trust in Him no matter what is going on in me, no matter what is going on around me. It's a continual making a decision to do that. Every one of us has the capacity to do that. The question is whether you choose to do that or not. So it's part of walking in the decision. It's a, it's a matter of faith. So the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5 verse 7, it says, We walk by faith and not by sight. In other words, we walk by faith that it doesn't matter what appears to be happening around us. It doesn't matter what appears to be going on out there. I know that the power of God within me, I know that the power of God within you, there is a, there is a power inside of your life that, man, once you tap a hold of that, something inside of your life will absolutely explode. The Bible says that greater is he that is within you than he that is in the world. So it doesn't matter what's going on out there. It doesn't matter what your eyes read in the newspaper. It doesn't matter what your eyes see on TV. It doesn't matter what you appear to see. You've got to be conscious. You, that, that's part of faith. Faith is, is having that confidence in Christ Jesus. We walk by faith, not by sight. Make a decision that you'll walk by faith, that you will not allow what happens in the world around you, the negative stuff, the, the things that are going on inside of you. Make that decision that you will not let that get a hold of your life, that you will make a decision that every day that you will choose to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. When you make that decision, your life will be strong. Your life will be overflowing. There'll be something around your life. Because you know what? Even sometimes when I have to stand up in front of... Uh, even Pastor Mike sometimes, there'll be stuff that he'll be struggling with, but he makes a decision that I will not let that rule, I will not let that dominate how my life will turn out because I know I have faith in God. I may not just see it right yet, but I know it's there. I know that there's breakthrough. So yeah, every one of us is going to make a decision. And that's the difference between how far you grow in God is whether, how, how, how much your life will overflow is those decisions, those choices that you and I make. When we walk, when we truly walk in the Spirit, there will be evidence that is the fruit of the Spirit. I won't go into that, but just one last scripture. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 5. Walk in the Spirit. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. 13, we'll go from 13. Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It was no longer good for anything except be thrown out and trampled by men. Verse 14, you are the light of the world. Turn to the person next to you. Tell him that you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and gives light to everyone in the house. In the, in the same way, let your light shine before men that may, they may see your good works and praise your Father in heaven. The question I've got to ask you today is that Holy Spirit, when you decide that you will live your life under the influence, under the guidance of the Holy Ghost, there'll be something around your life, man, that will just shine up like a little candlestick. <laughs> Bigger than a candlestick. There was something about your life that will absolutely shine simply because of the decisions that you and I make.
there is something inside of your life, man, that God has placed a spirit inside of your life. That same spirit that was with Jesus when he carried the cross, that same Jesus, that same Holy Spirit that was with Jesus, that when he looked into that tomb at Lazarus, he said, Lazarus, come forth, and Lazarus came out. It's the same Holy Spirit that's in this place. It's the same Holy Spirit that was with David when he slew Goliath. It was the same Holy Spirit as in this place today. The same Holy Spirit wants to light up your life. For some of you here today, you've been listening to another spirit. Maybe it's the devil. Maybe it's uh, the newspaper, the gloom and doom. and I don't know what it is. What you've been listening to? What you've been listening to? Do you want your light to light up? You want your life to light up like a city on a hill? Yeah. Our city needs it. Our city needs it. Your school needs it. Your neighborhood needs it. Your neighborhood needs you to make some good decisions so that your light will shine. Because where else are they going to find a hope? Newspaper? Television? No. The booze? No, no. You have a hope. You. Christ in you. The hope of glory. The hope of the world. You've got to just make some good decisions. Well, this morning, you and I have started to make a decision inside that we will allow, that we will continue, that we will make a commitment, that we will walk in the Spirit, that we will walk in relationship with the Holy Ghost, no matter what uh, is going on around our life. Why don't you make that decision today? And I tell you what, there will be evidence upon, upon your life. It doesn't matter how, how many, uh, what you profess out of your mouth necessarily, it will be what I see when I look into your eyes. Do I see fear? Do I see shame? Do I see rejection? What do I see? What do people see? Or do they see a light that's shining from your life, man? What do they see? Come on, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Come on, give the Lord a shout of praise this morning. Another day of victory. Another day of opportunity. Why don't you make that decision this morning? Every day of your life, it's not going to be an older core that will change it. It won't be an older core that fixes it. What it will be is every day that you make a decision that you will walk in the power of the Holy Spirit.